We're starting on Dafyud Beis, Amid Beis. The first word on the line towards the bottom is where it says, Rabbalaza Oimer. This goes back on the Mishnah, where it said, a person that was Maktish, all of his Nechassim. Amongst the Nechassim that he was Maktish, was also Yenois, uh, Shmanim, Oifis, wine, oil, or birds. So Rabbalaza says that uh, you sell them to people that are going to use them to bring on the Mizbeach. And then the money, you uh, are makrev a carbon oila. So the Gemara brings the source. It's the same source that we had before in the Gemara. From where do you see that anything that could be brought in the Mizbeach, that you were maktish, has to be used to be brought as an oila? Rabavo, B'Shem, Rabshim, Ben Lakish said, Time of the Rabalaza, the reason of Rabalaza's opinion is because by carbon oila it says, Daber al al Bonov, Ashiakrivu Lashem, La in that Pasuk it says, Anything that you donate to the Beis HaMikdash that could uh, be brought as a carbon has to be brought as an oila. Everything has to be brought as an oila. Now in that Pasuk it also says, So Yochel, I would think, if you maktish a bird, so the bird itself should be brought as an oila. Or even if the bird itself is not brought as an oila, if you sell those things, like for example over here we had oil and other things that you sell, so maybe the birds could be brought, you can buy birds to bring birds as an oila. Talmud loimar babakar, v'loi oifis. The Pasuk here says when you have to bring an oila from different things that were brought, that could be brought on the Mizbeach, it's only bakar, only animals, but v'loi oifis, not from birds. Now the Gemara is going to ask a stira here, or a question on uh, Rabbi Yechenen, based on what it said before in the Gemara. Over here we're discussing a person that's maktish all of his nechassim, and amongst his nechassim there were things that cannot be brought as a carbon, but they're animals, but they can't be brought as a carbon, and therefore you have to sell them, and then the money is brought for, you use it to buy a carbon oila. That was the halacha that it said in the Mishnah. So one of the examples that we had in the Mishnah was, you had amongst all your nechassim that you were maktish, there was a behemoth that was in a keva. You can't bring in a keva as an oila. So what do you do? You sell it, and then the money, with the money you, brought, you buy an oila. That's what Rabbi Yaza said in the Mishnah. That was one case we had before. Another case we had before is a person that was maktish in a keva for an oila. So again, it can't be brought as an oila. The question is, if it can't be brought as an oila, does any kedusha take effect on the body of this animal? What was the nafkimina we had before regarding the halacha of tumura? If a kedusha takes effect, then there will be a halacha of tumura. So now the Gemara asks us in these two dinim. They were sitting together, and they said together, they said as follows. Before Rabbi Yechenen said, Taime de Rabshimen. The reason of Rabshimen, this is Rabshimen that was quoted before on the Amid that said that there's no Tmura, or actually Rabshimen said that there is Tmura. When you're Maktish on a Keva, even though the Nekeva can't be brought as an Oila, but still there's a Kedusha that takes effect on this Nekeva. And what's the reason? You do find a Nekeva by a bird that's kosher to be brought as an Oila. So therefore the Kedusha takes effect on this Nekeva. Lava Yoyla can be brought as an Oila, and therefore there's going to be a din of Tumura. That's one Allah that Rabbi Yechina said. And over here he's saying as follows. Over here we're saying differently. What are we saying over here in the Mishnah? 
Over here, Rabbi Allah is saying in the Mishnah, when you're makdish an oif, because the oif can't be brought as an oila, what do you do? You sell it, you redeem it, and immediately you buy something else to be brought as an oila. But the halacha is, and we had this yesterday, anything that's roi to be brought as a carbon, has kedusha on it for a carbon, you can't redeem it. You have to wait until it gets a mum, and only then could you redeem it to bring it as a carbon. So over here in the Mishnah, when it's speaking about an oif that can't be brought as a carbon, how could the Mishnah say that you redeem it, and then you buy money to bring from it, uh, you take the money to buy for an oila? But if it does not have a mum, you cannot redeem it, because Rabbi Yechinen himself explained that it has kedusha on the goof of the nekeva, but you will makdish for oila. So the same thing should apply to an oif. It should have kedusha on it, and you shouldn't be able to redeem it. So the Gemara explains there's a difference between being makdish and nekeva that you can't bring as an oila, and being makdish as oif, a bird that you can't bring as an oila. That's going to be the point of the answer here. Amar Rav Yaisi said, Kiyamte. I, I was Micaiah, I answered this question, like that what Rabbi Yechenin said is similar to what Rabbi Shmuel in the name of Rabbi Zeira said. And he said as follows, Anytime you makdish something, and you can't bring it as a carbon, not it itself, and not even the value of it, it can't be brought as all, at all as a carbon. Then I say, so then, there's no Kedusha that takes effect on the body of this animal, and it's only Kadosh for its value. And va'at omris ya'os, and therefore Yura Belazar and the Mishnah said the right halacha regarding the birds, and here the Gemara is going to explain, when it comes to a bird, it can't be brought as a carbon, and it can't even be sold for the value of it to be brought as a carbon. Why not? A bird that you are maktish cannot be brought as an oilah, dechsiv babakar. Because the Torah says when you makdish anything, so only the animals can be brought as an oila. The birds are going to have to be sold. They can't be brought as an oila. But v'loi oifis, daisai, you also cannot redeem any birds that you will makdish. What's the reason? Einat yachal, you can't. And here the Gemara brings a halacha, which it says in other places in the Gemara. She'ein lo'oif pidyen. The halacha is... Birds cannot be redeemed. Only, only animals can be redeemed, but oifis cannot be redeemed. So when a person was makdish this oif, not the oif itself, not the bird itself could be brought as a carbon, and not the value of it, not even to redeem it could it be brought as a carbon. So if so, you must say that originally, when the person was makdashit, he was never makdashit for the body of this bird itself. It was only the value of it that became Kadosh, and therefore you sell it, and then you bring from it, and even before it gets a mum, you could sell it immediately, and you bring the value of it as a carbon oila. That's by an oif. By an oif, there's no Kadosh that takes effect whatsoever. But by an animal that's in a keva, even though it can't be brought as an oila, but there is somewhat of a Kadosh that takes effect on it, because we find an keva that can be brought as an oila, and therefore there is going to be a din of tumur over there, and you won't be able to redeem it so easily. You're going to have to wait until it gets a mum. So there's a difference between an oif and an keva. That's the point of the Gemara's answer. Or Rab Evu Bar Nagri. Omar Kumi Rabila said in front of Rabila, Bishem Rab Yechenen, in the name of Rab Yechenen, Taime Dehein Tana, the reason for this Tana that was quoted before, and this is the Tana of Rab Shimin ben Yehuda that said in the name of Rab Shimin, that if you makdish a nekeva for a oila, for a chatos, or for a pesach, 
because they're not fit to be brought as any of those karbanis, so the Kedusha does not take effect, and they're not brought as there's no din of Tumura at all, they could just be redeemed right away. So he brought the source of this Tana. Because it says in the Pasik, Vim kol that you cannot bring a carbon, so it says here in the Pasik, it's redeemed. There's no Kedusha that takes effect on the body of it. So what is that Pasik talking about? Tmeya, when it says Tmeya. Um, so the question of here is, as the Mepharshim explained, it already says in another Pasik, the Halacha about a Behemoth Tmeya. So why does it say it here again? Ella, the answer is, Tmeya here does not mean that it's literally tome, like a non-kosher animal, but even if you mocked or something, that's not the kind that you need to be used. Tmeya based Hashem means it's not the min that you need, like you will mock this on the keva for an oila or a chatos or a pesach. So it doesn't, or not to a chatos, sorry, a oila, asham or a pesach. So then the kedusha doesn't take effect and you could redeem it immediately and therefore there's no tumuri either. However, the question was asked on this drasha, but Ksiv, the Pasik there, when it says it could be redeemed, it says, Vehemid, you have to bring it in front of the Kayin, Veherech, and he has to evaluate it, and only then could it be redeemed. Now, the question of the Gemara is, as the Mepharshim here explained, because it says in the Gemara and Tumura that this halacha, Vehemid and Veherech, only applies to an animal that the Kedusha did take effect on the body. And here we're saying that the Kedusha did not take effect, and therefore you could redeem it immediately. Okay, the Gemara leaves that as a question. The Gemara now brings another opinion that says the exact opposite. Rab Zi'ira b'shem Rab Loza He did not say the drasha this way, he said it the opposite. Elo, he said as follows. When it says in the Pasuk, V'im kol behemet meya shelo yakriu mimena karbon l'ashem. So the Pasuk here is saying that if it's a behemet meya and he can't bring it as a carbon, then it could be redeemed. So he dashed in the Pasuk, the extra word in the Pasuk, it says, which means it can't be brought for any carbon, only something that you are maktish, that cannot be brought for any carbon, not here and not in any other case, then it could be redeemed immediately, and therefore there's no Allah of Tumura. Which does not include a Nekeva that you are maktish for an oila. Even though it cannot be brought as an oila, but it can be brought for another carbon or an oif. If it was a bird, it could be brought as a nekeva, as an oila. So, therefore, that you cannot redeem immediately, and there will be the halacha of tumura that will apply to this. They asked on this drasha from Rab Zi'ira, an animal which is Raiva and Nirva, it had a, a relationship with a human being. They cannot be brought as a carbon ever. Not for what you will make the shit for, or not for anything else. And the halacha is, it says in Abraise, there is a halacha of Tumura that takes effect there. In other words, Kedusha does take effect on the body of this animal and there is a din of Tumura. But you're learning out from here that if it can't be brought ever as a carbon, then there's no din of Tumura. So he answered them and said, I only said like an example of a behemoth which is Tomei that cannot at all be brought as a carbon at all. 
from that min, from an animal which is tummy, it's a non-kosher animal, it's a min that could never be brought as a carbon. An animal which is a reva and a nirva, so yes, because of this incident, it can't be brought as a carbon. But it's not like an animal which is tummy, that is a min that can never be brought as a carbon. So in this pasuk it's saying an animal which is from a min that could never be brought as a carbon, no kedusha takes effect in it and you could redeem it immediately. But v'kashi bida, the Gemara concludes with the same question that we had before. But ksiv v'hemid v'herech. Why does the pasuk say v'hemid v'herech, which is usually a halacha that only applies to an animal that the kedusha did take effect on the body? And the Gemara doesn't answer this. Zok mishneh achas lelamid yoyim. Once in thirty days. Misharin esalishka, they would estimate for the money that they were paying from the machzas hashekel. So they would have suppliers that would supply whatever they needed for the karbanis. So once in thirty days, they would estimate to see what the price is. And here the Gemara gives an example: what happens if the price will change? So the the hektish will always have the upper hand. So if you accept it for a certain price to provide four sa'ah of flour and umdu mishalash and now it became more expensive and you could only get for that price only three sa'ah yisapik medalit the supplier that agreed with the original price and he was paid for it so he has to supply the, the four that he said he would supply from the beginning once he was paid with money so kesef is kainim and atayda and the kesef the, the kinyan took effect and he has to apply the original price how about if the opposite happens, if the price went down? Mishalosh, originally the agreement was that the price was only to provide three sa'ah. The price went down and now for the same price you can get four. Yisapik midalit. He's going to have to provide the new price and give four. Says the Mepharshim here say, because we say that it's not kind until the Meshichah took effect. Right? In the Rabbanon, you have to do Meshiche, so not until you do Meshiche did the Kenyan fully take effect, so now you're going to have to provide with the new price and give more. Shiat Hektish al Hektish always has the upper hand when there's a change of price. Imis even after you paid and Hektish got its flower and it became wormy, Hislia Silas, the flower became wormy, Hislia Loi. The supplier has to take the loss of this as if he wasn't paid yet, as if the sale did not take effect yet, and he's going to have to provide them new flour. And the same thing with him, if the wine became vinegar, it uh, becomes vinegar, he, he is the one that has to take the loss of this. And therefore, we do not give him the money until it's brought in the Mizbeach, only then does he get paid when it was used properly and it was all in good condition. But now the Gemara brings a Braise that argues, Tani B'Shem Rab Shimon. Rab Shimon said, No, Miyad Hoyu Mekablim, as Moisei, and the suppliers that gave the wine and the flour for the Karbonis Mincha and so on, they would get paid immediately. You don't have to wait until it was brought in the Mizbeach. Va'akayinim Zrizinei. The Kayinim Zrizin, and they bring it right away, and it will not become soil, it will not become wormy, it will not become sour or vinegar, and therefore you can pay him right away for this. Hadron Allah Perek Atrome. This is the conclusion of the fourth Perek of Masechta Shkolem. Zakta Mishneh Elu Hein Amemunim. These were the person, the people that were in charge of different things in the Beis Hamikdash. Shahayib and Mikdash, the people in charge of different things in the base of Mikdash, and some of Farshim here say that the names that it's going to say here were names of the people that originally were in charge of this, and for all future generations, that name remained in that, in that thing of the base of Mikdash. 
So for the one that was in charge there. Yaichinen ben Pinchas al He was in charge of the chisamais, which was seals or was sort of tokens that were given for people that had to buy a carbon mincha. And they got this token in the base of Mikdash. Uh, they paid for it and then they got a token and then with the, from they went to the Kainim that provided them the flour that they needed. Achya ala Nesachim. He was in charge of the Nesachim, the wine. Masya ben Shmuel ala Paisais. He was in charge of all of the lotteries, the Gairolas that they made to give everyone their job. Psachya ala Kinin. Psachya was in charge of the Karbanas, the Kinim, which were the Karbanas that the ladies that give birth, or the Zavin and the Zavais. And there's complicated halachas about this that you have to know. Psachia, who is this Psachia, the original one that his name was Psachia? Zeh Mardachai, this was Mardachai at Sadik. Why did he get this name, Sachya? He was able to open up and understand things that were difficult to understand, Vidarshan and explain them, and Vidaya Bashivim Lashan, and he knew 70 languages. Ben Achya Al Khailimayim. He was appointed as a doctor to take care of the Kainim that had issues with their stomach. Nukhunya was the one that dug. Uh, ditches and for, to have water for the people that oil regal. Gvini Kruz. Gvini was the one that made announcements. The Gemara will say what this is. Ben Gever was on the Ilas Sha'arim. He was appointed for closing the gates in the evening. Ben Bevoi Mumuna Lapkia. He was appointed on the wicks. Ben Arzo Alatzilzal. He was appointed on the symbols that the Levium used to, to play the music. Hugras Ben Levi Alashir. He was the one that was appointed on singing. Bezgarmu. Beis Garmu, the house of Garmu, they knew how to make the lechem upon him. And Beis Aftines, they knew how to make the Ketiris. Elazar was appointed on the Pareiches that they had between the Kedish and the Kedish HaKedoshim. Pinchis Hamalbish. Pinchis was appointed on dressing the Kainim with their garments. So the Gemara is going to go through many of these different things here as we'll see, but the Gemara starts off as follows. Rab Omer there was an argument between Rab Simon and the Rabbanon. Chadomar, one says, The Mishnah here is counting the, the, the tzaddikim that were appointed on these things in each one of the generations. In other words, it, we're not talking about all these different people that were in the same generation. The name of that thing, the Besamikdosh, came from the tzaddikim of different generations. But another opinion is, <laughs> the other opinion was, <laughs> they were all in one generation, in the first generation, then by the second base of Mikdash, and these were the names, and those names remained. So now the Gemara says, according to this different Gersas, how to read this, I'm just going to read it in the Gersas, the way we have it right over here. Again, one that says that there were the tzaddikim of different generations. So Baal Limnais Al-Kulan, he comes and counts all of them. And that they, they, we mentioned, these are the names that remain for all future generations because we remember a tzaddik for a bracha. So those, these, these people were all tzaddikim, basically. But one that says that they were the ones from one generation and they were counted from that generation, regarding all of them, it says, that they were actually rishayim and the names should be wiped out. And Valmi Nema Zechet Sadik Levracha Al Ben Koton Vechaveirov. There was only one individual, Ben Koton and his and his friends, that are brought in the Gemara and Yuma that they were tzaddikim. 
So the Mepharshim here explained, this is actually a Gemara in Yuma that talks about this, we'll see also in the continuation of the Gemara over here, that these people that were in charge of different things, the reason why they were Rishayim is because they did not want to teach anyone else what they knew how to do, like to make the Lechem Apanim and the Ketaydes and the different things, the Pereiches, they didn't want to teach anyone else, so therefore they were Rishayim. But the difficult, one of the questions on this is, one of the ones that are mentioned in the mission here is Mardachai. Mardachai Lechayre was certainly not at Russia, so why does it mention him and say that they're all ashamed to show him Yerkav? Some want to say when it says Mardachai in the Mishnah, it doesn't really refer to Mardachai at Tzadik, it refers to someone else, not really Mardachai. Either way, there's a problem with this Girsa, there are other Girsais over here. Let's go right in the Gemara. They they always was a Messiah in that family, they left it in their own family, they didn't want any other family to learn it. Stayed in the family, based of Tinas, based Garma. We'll see later in the Gemara. There's a whole story. It's brought in the Bavli also. So the Gemara, so the Gemara starts off now in connection to the scene of Zechet Sadik Levroche. So Omer Rab Yainek Siv. It says in the pasuk Lachain Achalik Loi Berabim. I'll give him his portion Berabim. There's Hatsumim Yechalik Shalal. And from the mighty ones, he'll divide the spoils. Who is this referring to? Zeh Rabbi Kiva Shehiskin Medrash Halachis VaGodes. Rabbi Kiva is the one that taught the Drashis and all the Halachis and all the Godes. And the Yashemirim others say Elo Anchiknesses Agdaila. Doesn't refer to Rabbi Kiva. It refers to Anchiknesses Agdaila. Elu Anchiknesses Agdaila Tiknu. Anchiknesses Agdaila were Masak and they're the ones that taught all these things. Ela Ma Tikin. So what did Rabbi Kiva do? What was something special about him that he instituted? Zeklalos of Pratis. This refers to Klalos and Pratis. Some say this means that the drasha of Klalos Prat was what Rabbi Kiva taught. Others say Klalos of Pratis means Rabbi Kiva said certain Klalim, like Rabbi Kiva Ba'aftal Racha Kamaycha, Rabbi Kiva Ima Zeklal Godl Bateira. And also Pratis, he taught details, like the Gemara says, Rabbi Kiva knew how to dash in every single kites in the Teira. There was a mishpacha of scribes that lived in the city of Yavitz. What does it mean that there were scribes? What it means is they taught Teira in a way with numbers. They should remember it. And the Gemara here brings examples from Mishnayis where it gives numbers to remember. That's in the beginning of Masech Tetrumis. Hey, Dvarim Chayavim B'chala, in the Mishnah of Chala. Chamesh Esra Noshim Poitras Tzari Seyem, which is in Yevamis. Shloishim V'sheish Krisis, in Masech Tetrumis. Krisis Batayre. Shloish Esra Dovan Namru B'nivlas Ha'ayv, the 13 things by Nevela. B'nivlas Ha'ayv Atayr, in Masech Tetrumis. And Dal Dovas Nezikin, and Ovas Melachas Arboim Choser Achas. So all of these different numbers was what they gave in order to be able to learn Tayr and to remember. It says in the Pasuk, Ezra was a Seifer. So it says it before already, Why does it say again that he was a Seifer? Just like he was a Seifer, he was ascribed to writing He was so too a Seifer in the words of the Chachamim, he counted the words of the Chachamim. Rab Chagi B'Shem Rab Shmuel Bar Nachman said as follows, Harishainim, the earlier ones, Charshu, this is all a, a, a mashal the Gemara is going to bring for preparing bread, and it refers to preparing and learning Teira. Charshu, they plowed, and Vizaru, they planted, Vinichshu, they, they weeded, and Kishu, they trimmed, and Adru, they hoed, Katsru, they reaped, and Amru, they gathered, Doshu, and they uh, threshed, and Zaru, they winnowed, and Biru, they selected, and Tachnu, then they grinded, Herkidu, and then you sifted, and Loshu, they kneaded, and Kitfu, they shaped it, Va'afu, and they baked. That, these are all the Malachas that are done to prepare bread. And they, the Rishayinim, they were able to do all of these things to explain a halacha and teira. And va'ano e'lana malacha. We can't do any of these malachas. They prepared everything for us, and still we can't eat. We still have a hard time understanding teira. 
Rabbe Barzmine B'Shem Rabbe Zeira said, so, so you have this in the Gemara and Shabbos as well, but here the Gemara brings this Indian in the Lashon of the Yerushalmi. In Havu Kadmon Malachim, if the previous generations are compared to Malachim, to uh, angels, Anan Bnei Anosh, we're merely human beings. V'in Havan Bnei Anosh, if they're compared to human beings, Anan Chamorim, we're compared to donkeys. Amr Abmana Ba Yishaiter, Abmana said then, Amrin, they said, Afilik Chamarte, that Rapinches Ben Yoy led Minan. We are not even compared to the donkey of Rapinches Ben Yar. And here the Gemara brings the story what was special about the donkey of Rapinches Ben Yar. Chamarte, Rapinches Ben Yoy, his donkey, Genaftal Istoy Balalia. It was stolen at night from, by thieves. Of this, Tmirte, Gabon, Tlasa Yemen. So they hid it in their possession <coughs> for three days. For three days, they didn't want to eat anything. So after three days, they made up their mind, we're going to return it. They said, let's get it out of here. Shouldn't die here by us. They let it out. It went. And it went and stood at the gate of its owner. Uh, it began to, to bray, make noise. told his servants, open up the door for this, uh, for this donkey that's, that was uh, left over here alone. The for three days it didn't need anything. they opened up for her, it came in. said to them, um, give her something to eat. So Yav and Koma Sa'irin, they gave in front of her barley. And the, the donkey did not want to eat. Amrin lay. So they said to Rapinchas Ben Yair, Rebbe, Leibas Lamechel, it doesn't want to eat. Amalain. So, so Rapinchas Ben Yair asked them, Saknan Inun, did you prepare it properly? Did you sift it? That it shouldn't have any pebbles in it? Amrulain, yes, we sifted it. Amarlain. So he said to them, Varimtun Damien, did you take off even from the Demai, which is a suffix? It's only at Akonim at Rabbanam, but did you take off the maestres of the Demai? Amrun lay, so they said to Rapinches ben Yair, Loikein Alfon Rebbe, didn't you teach us what it says in the Mishnah, Halikeach, if you buy, and, you, and it's Demai, you buy from an Amoreth, so if it's Zera, if it was bought to, to plant, or Lebehema, or was bought to feed an animal, or Kemach Loiris, if you buy flour just to be used for the hides, to be able to, to tan it, or Shemel Amoir, if you buy oil for fire, in such a case, when you're not eating it, since it's only a chumrah, so therefore you don't have to give any maestres from the mice, so it's only for the animal. We don't have to take any maestres. What should I do to this abandoned uh, donkey? He, she's very machmer on herself and she's not going to eat unless you take the meister from the Dmai. So they took the meister from the Dmai, and this donkey then ate. So this was the unique donkey of Rapinches Ben Yar. Huh? No, right. Psachia la Kinen. So Psachia was appointed on the carbonus of the Kinen, of the Zoven, and the Zavis, and the Yeldis. So it says, See how great is the Kayach of this person. He could understand things that are not so simply understood. The Gemara will soon bring an example for this. He said in the Mishnah that he knows 70 Lashonis, Mardachai. So the Gemara says, Tani, we learned in Abraisa, Sanhedrin, Sheyeshpa, Shnaim, Sheyechoylon, Ledaber. If you have in a Sanhedrin, two of them, that could speak all 70 languages, the Kula and Ru'uyin, Lashmaya. The rest of them can't speak it, but they can understand it. 
Sanhedrin. So that's the least that you can have that would be good, a good Sanhedrin. Gimel, if you have three that can speak all 70 languages, that's an average Sanhedrin. Dalit, if you have four, that's a wise Sanhedrin. When the Sanhedrin was in Yavne, there were four of them, Ben Azai, Ben Zayme, Ben Chachinoi, Rabbi Ben Masia. They all understood 70 languages. Here the Gemara is going to bring an example of understanding something that someone is making a signal for or trying to tell you something and you have to have the wisdom to know what he means. So the Gemara brings an example for this. Once there was a drought in Eretz Yisrael, they didn't know from where they're going to get barley for the ilim. There was a deaf-mute person that had an idea. To have a yos, but he was giving them a signal and they didn't understand what he was doing. So he placed one hand on the roof and another hand he placed on a little hut and he was trying to signal them where they can get the barley. So I seen it came the psachia. So they came in front of the psachia that was used in the Beis Hamikdash that understood how to decipher what people are saying. Amalohu. So psachia told them, "Is asad a miskarya gagoyz tzrifin? Is there a place that has a name gagoyz tzrifin or tzrifin gagoyz?" That's what he's trying to show you. That's why he's putting one hand on the roof and one hand on the tzrif to, to, to show you that go, you should go to that place. Oslon the Taman. They went to that place and they found barley for the carbon oimer. A similar story, once there was a strong wind and there was nothing for the carbon, they didn't know from where they're going to bring the Oymer. There was a deaf mute, he put one of his eyes, one of his hands on his eyes, and another one of his hands on the, on the, um, on the Sukhre, which is on the Potion, I think that it means, uh, or no, sukhra, sorry, means the, um, the hole that's in a door, actually, on the, on the, on the socket of a door. So, so they put his hands in two places to give a sign. So, I seen Legabe Psachye, they brought him to Sachye to understand what he was saying. On my lines, again, he said to them, Is there a place that has the name Ein They went there, and they found the barley that they needed for the carbon aimer. Another example where you have to have the ability to decipher what the women that came to bring their karbonis were saying, Gimel Noshim. There were three women that came to the Beis HaMikdosh. Heviu Kineyem, they were bringing their birds for the karbonis. Achas Emeres, one of them said, Le'einosi. That's the, exa- the expression she used. Vachas Emeres, another one said, Le'yamosi. And Vachas Emeres, Le'zivosi. So now you have to understand what they're trying to say. Zushay Meres Le'einosi, the one that said Le'einosi, Ayin is a wellspring, for my wellspring, Sovereign Meimah, they thought that she meant to say Shefas Kamayin, that she was flowing like a wellspring, in other words, she's a, she's a Zava or a Nida, she has to bring a carbon for that. Amalayin, so the Psachya said to them, no, Be'ina Zu. She had, uh, she was in danger with her eyes and she got saved from that and she's bringing a carbon to thank the Abishah for the fact that she was saved with her eyes. So Aina goes on the eyes, so you have to not understand what she was saying. Then, okay. the one that was saying for the Yam, a Yam is a sea, sovereign Meimar, they thought that she meant to say, Shefas Kayam, that I'm flowing blood like a Yam, and therefore I have to bring a carbon for a Zava. So the Psachi said to them, No, 
she had a danger while she was traveling on the sea, and she got saved, and she's bringing a carbon for that. Zushay Meres Le Ziva, see the one that said for my Ziva, so that sounds pretty clear. Sovereign Mema, Zova Mamish. They thought that she was a Zova, that's what it sounds like. Omaloim, Psachi said to them, no, Zev Ba, little as Bena, a wolf came to grab away her child, and she was saved, and therefore she's bringing a carb. So here you see that this Psachi had to know, had to understand what was being said. The next thing it said of the Mishnah was Ben Achia Vachulu, he was a doctor. So what's the reason you needed a doctor in the base of Mikdash? Because they were walking barefoot on a cold ground, there could be no chatzitza. And they were drinking, they were eating a lot of meat every day. Mayim, and they're only allowed to drink water there. So they had stomach issues. This doctor, he knew Dein Chamar Tavlamaya, which wine is good to make the stomach loose. Vehei Dein Chamar Samam Lamaya, and which stomach is good to to the to, to opposite for for the for the stomach to, to make it hard. So this was the specialty that he had that he was appointed for this. Nchunya would dig the ditches for the water for the people that were oiler regal. He would dig the ditches and the caves. And he knew very well, again, at which point, in which rock, you can get cold water. Cold water, and by which rock you can get hot water or warm water. And he also knew about he know how deep the warm water goes, or some say he knew the, 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 the temperature of this water that you're going to get earlier. But Amun Abeliezer, Abeliezer said, However, his very own son died from thirst, which means that he was punished for something he did. And the Mepharshim here say, because the Ebishter punishes a person, even a great tzaddik that's careful in something, but he did something that was inappropriate, and therefore even a tiny little thing, he was punished, and the Gemara here brings a few different things on this subject. Whoever says that the Ebishter looks away and doesn't punish, so his stomach should wither away, because he's making a big mistake. Ella rather, the Eibishter waits, he has a long time, he waits, and the Gavi did day, but he collects what, what's owed to him. If you don't do tshuva, the Eibishter does punish. Amr Ravach, Ravach said, in the Pasuk it says, the ones that are close and are around the Eibishter, so the Gemara says, what does this mean? The Eibishter is very exact with them, even a tiny thing like a here. The Eibishter is, is medactic on them if they do something inappropriate. Amr Ravyesi said, that's not the source, the source is from another Pasuk, because it says, the Eibishter throws his, his, his fear on those that are around him. The fear of the Eibishter are on and those that are near him, more than those that are far. There was a story with a chassid, that would dig wells and the, the ditches and caves for the people that were passing by, that they should have water. So once it happened that his very own daughter was going, passing through to get married, to go to her chassaneh, and Vishotva nor, and the river came and washed her away. And they thought that she died. And Vahavan Kolalma Alalin Lagabe, everyone came to him and Bon Menachmete, they wanted to be Menachem Avalim. But like Kibbal Alay Misnachma, he did not accept their Nicham Avalim. All Rapinchis Ben Yar Lagabe, Rapinchis Ben Yar came to him, Boy Menachmete, he wanted to be Menachemim. But like Kibbal Alay Menachemta, Misnachma, he did not accept the Nicham Avalim. This is your chassid that he didn't want to accept the nicham avelim. 
This is what he used to do. He used to be the one to dig the water for us. And the kach v'kach And this is what happens to him, that his own daughter gets washed away by the water. Omar is it possible? So Rapichas Bayari said, Is it possible that the same person that gave honor to the Abishter with water, and Abishter punishes him with water? Immediately there was a commotion in the city, and Boaz and she appeared, his daughter appeared, she was there. Some say she was saved by holding on to a piece of wood. Others say, descended from heaven in the, in the, in the uh, image of Rapinches ben Yarve, and saved her from the water. Gvini Cruz, it says in the Mishnah that Gvini made the announcement in the Vesa Mikdash. What does this mean? Shehoya Machriz Vesa Mikdash, he made the announcements in the Vesa Mikdash. What would he say? Get up, Kainim, to do the work in the Vesa Mikdash, or Leviim Luduchonon, and the Leviim to go up to the platform to do their to, to, to sing, and the Yisraelim Amodim, and the Yisraelim that did the Maimed to go to their place. Agrifis Amelech. Shoma Koilai heard the voice of this announcer so far at Ches Parsois. Eight Parsois away, he heard his voice. Very far away. He was so impressed by this, he gave him gifts for making these announcements. Ben Gever on the Ilas Sha'orim, person that had a name of Ben Gever, was appointed on Ilas Sha'orim. So the Gemara here says this term Ben Gever is used in another place. It's used in a Mishnah or in a Gemara in Yuma. And there, Tirgim Rav, Komei de Beis Rav Shila. So when Rav taught that Mishnah in Yuma there, so he interpreted in the front of the students of Rav Shila, Kra Gavra, when it says Kra Gavra, that he called, that the Gavra called, who is this referring to? Achris Kruze, the one that makes the announcement, announced. Amalei, so Rav Shila said to him, Emoir, no, 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 Gavra is not a person. Over there, the Pshara is Kara It refers to the rooster that announces, that, 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 make, that, that uh, crows. Amalei, so, so Rav said to him, but Vataninon, here in Mesech Teshkalem it says, Ben Gever. That the Islach Lameim, a Bartan Nagayla, the one that closed the Sha'arim of the Besam Mikdash, you're going to say it was a rooster. So over here, Ben Gever means a person. So he said over there in Yuma, it also means a person. The next thing he said of the Mishnah, Ben Bavi, Ben Bevoi, Ala Pekia. Ben Bevoi was appointed on the Pekia, the wicks. What does this mean? Shai Mizayik Psilois. He made the wicks to be like in peers, that should all be similar, that they should all burn with a similar light. Rabbi Yaisi Ala Kufra. Rabbi Yaisi came to the city of Kufra. He wanted to appoint upon them leaders that should take care of them. None of them wanted to be appointed to be a leader in them. It's like it's, it says that you're uh, not supposed to, you, you shouldn't want to be in a position of leadership. No one wanted to be a leader. So he came and told them, Ben Bevoi Alapakia. In our Mishnah, it brings this Ben Bevoi that was appointed to the wicks. So now, that's a very small job that he had. But he was appointed to take care of the wicks. And he's counted here in the Mishnah, together with other great people. If you're going to be appointed here on this city to take care of the people of the city, on the livelihood of people, most definitely you have a tremendous chus, so you should accept to be appointed. The next thing it said on the Mishnah was Ben Arzal Atzlotzal on the symbols. Kihadet Hanina, like it says in the that or in the Mishnah actually in Tamid, Tamon uh, that Hainif has gone, Bisdorin, this gun picked up his handkerchief 
And then the Hikish ben Arza al That was the sign for ben Arza to know that he should hit the cymbal and begin the Levian playing the music. Hugras ben Levi al He was appointed on singing. Amr Hoya He knew how to sing very pleasantly. and they said Hugras ben Levi. They said about him. That he would sing so beautifully. He put his thumb into his mouth. He was able to make all kinds of sounds with his uh, with his mouth. And for how you call their heads went sort of backwards. They, they, they flew backwards from the tremendous voice that he had to sing. The next one it said on the Mishnah was Beis Garma took care of the Lechem upon him. Says the Gemara, Beis Garma, how you became Lechem upon him. They knew how to make the Lechem upon him with a chat, a unique shape that it came out like with faces facing each other. So they knew how to make it. They also knew how to remove it from the oven and it shouldn't break apart. And they didn't want to teach anybody else. They brought craftsmen from Alexandria that should take their place. They knew how to make the lechem upon him, but they didn't know how to remove it properly from the oven. So Beis Garmu, the Gemara explains the difference. Beis Garmu, they baked it inside the oven, and until it was well baked, and then they removed it when it was already outside, from the, from the pan, they were able to remove it outside and it kept its shape well. And it did not get spoiled. But the the craftsmen from Alexandria, they baked it in the oven. They would remove it before it was fully well baked because they didn't know how to do it otherwise. And it got spoiled. Found out about this. They said, Everything the Ebishter created, every craft is all created for the Ebishter's honor. It's all for the Ebishter's sake. So they sent back to this base Garmo, they should come back to, to continue doing their job. They didn't want to come back. Until they, gave, they said, like, they gave them double of their pay. You'd base, no, 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 the base Garmo. You'd base mana how you nightlim. Till now they would pay twelve mana. V'nosalem chavdalit. Now they pay them double twenty-four. They were being paid before twenty-four. V'nosalem memches. Now they pay them forty-eight. So they said to them, Why don't you want to teach this to anyone else? So they answered, There's a tradition we have in our hands, from our forefathers, that the Vesemigdash is going to be destroyed. And we don't want anyone else to learn this, that they should do it in front of their Avedizara. Okay, so it's, we'll see in the Gemara, it, they didn't really accept this, it was an excuse, or were they sincere about this? Kapana, they didn't want to teach it to anyone else. But, regarding this, this matter that the Gemara will mention now, they were mentioned in, in a praiseworthy way. Which is, None of their children ever had white, clean bread. So no one should suspect them and say, Oh, they took what they have from the Lechem upon him. The Gemara brings the exact same story now, when you get to the base of Tinnis by the Maisak Tairis. Base of Tinnis on Maisak Tairis, so base of Tinnis, on they knew how to make the Tairis. And they also knew there was a certain herb that's called Maila Oshan, and the reason it's called Maila Oshan is because the smoke that comes out goes up in a straight column. So they knew how to, which herb this is, and they knew how to prepare it. They didn't want to teach anyone else. So they brought the craftsmen from Alexandria. They knew how to make the ktaires, but this herb they did not know. 
When the base of Tinnis prepared the Ketoides, so the smoke went up in a straight column like a stick, and then it spread out and came down. But but Shalelu, that is, but from these, from the craftsmen of Alexandria, it just spread out immediately. It didn't go up in a column. found out about this. They said, is create everything of Bada. He created it for his own honor. And Gemara brings another other possibly we had before called So they sent after the base of Tina, they should come back. But they also love it. They didn't want to come to do it. And they paid them the extra. They paid them double. Why don't you want to teach it to anybody? So they said, We have a tradition. We don't want anyone else doing this. And there it is. However, regarding this matter, they were mentioned in a praiseworthy way. None of the women of this house, of this family, ever went out with any perfume. And not only that, if any of them got married to any woman from another family, he made a condition with her. That you will not have any perfume. That nobody should say that they're using from the ketoides for the perfume. To fulfill what it says, that you should come clean in the eyes of Hashem and in the eyes of Yidin. Let's finish this Indian over here of the Ketoides. I was once in Yerushalayim, and I found a child from the house of Aftinis. At, from which family are you? I'm so he said, I'm from I'm from this family of Aftinis. So I said to him, my son, your forefathers, they didn't share their knowledge that they had to know how to make the Ketoides with anybody else, and they did it only for their own honor. And they wanted to minimize the Ebishter's honor. Therefore what happened was, they lost their position, the Besamekdash was destroyed, and they took their honor was taken away. After the Besamekdash was destroyed, the Ebishter's honor went up, because the Goyim saw how the Ebishter punishes, and how the Ebishter destroyed the Besamekdash, so the Ebishter's honor went up. I was I was collecting grass or herbs. And I was there together with another child from the house of Aftinis. I saw that he was crying. And then and then I saw he was laughing. Why were you crying? For the honor of my father's house that was now minimized, that we don't have our position anymore. So why did you laugh? For the honor that it's going to be returned to the tzaddikim, lost love when we'll get back our position. Omar, Isa, what is it that you saw that you were laughing? What, what uh, evoked your emotions? Milo Oshan Lenegdi. I saw this herb that's Milo Oshan, that the, the smoke goes up in a straight column. I told him, Bini, my son, Hareyuli, show it to me. Omali, Rabbi, my Rabbi, Messiah is Biyali. There's a tradition in my hands, my advice from my forefather, not to show it to anybody. One of our older persons from this house of Aftinis met me, and he had a Megillah, which had all the Sammonim and how to prepare it in his hands. And he told me as follows, Rabbi, 
The Sha'avar in the past, people of my house from my family were very discreet about this. And they gave over this Megillah from one generation to the next and they kept it in the family. From one to the next. But I can't trust anymore the people of my family. I'm giving it to you. And be careful with it. This is the story that happened to who? To Rabbi Yechenin ben uh, Nuri. Okay, Shabbasi, Vertsesi, Advarim, Lufnei Rabbi Kiva. I, st- I came and I told Rabbi Kiva about the story. Zolgoen of the Mois, he cried and he said, Now we don't have to look at them in the negative way. The fact that they didn't want to hand down the secret to anybody else was not because they wanted to keep it for themselves, but they were, he, look, he was ready to give it over to Rabbi Yechenin ben Nuri when he felt that the family is not going to keep it as a secret. So therefore they shouldn't be mentioned anymore in disgrace. He was the one that was in charge of the ones that were weaving the Pereiches. He would dress the Kayin Gadol with his begadim. Mother brings an example for such a thing. There's a story with a Kayin. He dressed up one officer and he paid him for this service. Shmain is a huvim, eight gold coins, Viz the Amrin, and others say, Tre Asri Yavlay, that he gave him twelve going coins, gold coins for this.